Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, I'm Ed. This is the Faith in Kids Summer Series, Show 2. It is. We're travelling with Jesus. We are. And where are we going today, Jam? Are we going to the desert? We're going to the desert. Very good. I've got a whip-around question to get us started. And that is, have you ever been in a fight? Now, a fight just means it is you against someone or something, and it's a bit desperate. Oh. So I've thought about different kinds of fight. Maybe you have fought against an animal. Right. Maybe it could even just be a bee. Right. And that that element, have you ever seen those people waving madly? Oh, that's funny. Have you ever fought against a problem? It could be water leaking, water getting in or water coming out. It could be the wind. It could be something blowing away. Or even, have you ever experienced fighting against a person? Wow. Jam, can you think off the top of your head of a time you've had a fight? The, the fight that I can remember most is actually a fight my wife had with a sewing machine um, <laughs> where something was basically stuck onto it. And I'm just thinking I must have had a fight like that very recently. When I, when I, it feels like I'm not a natural fixer of things. You're an engineer, Ed, so you love it when a, a household appliance goes wrong. And you can put on your overalls and fix it. <laughs> yes. But whenever I have to fix a washing machine or something like that, it feels like a fight to me. Yeah. So I, I hunker down into a battle mentality at that moment. So that, that's my kind of fight. So wherever you are listening now, whoever you are listening with, can you just have 10 seconds to ask each other the question, can you remember a time you had a fight? Okay, I hope you've had fun Mm. and it hasn't been too traumatic discussing fights you've been in. Yeah, flashbacks to terrible times. But Now we're going into the desert with our fun facts fight off. Oh, so we're going to have a fight now. Ed and I are going to have a fun facts fight. We are. Yeah. I think you should go first this time. Okay, so I have got 
I've got two facts about the desert, and I, I have to say, I both of mine are about animals in the desert. Okay. Because this totally blew my mind. Right. My first one is about a lizard called a chuckwalla, and he is like the. What are those puffer fish? Yeah. Of the desert. Okay. So he actually can scurry under a rock and inflate himself, blow himself up, so he totally fills the space, so he can't be dragged out by a predator. Oh wow! I know. So it's like. <laughs> okay. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And then he's got he's got lots of folds in his skin to give him space to. I have those <laughs> to inflate. Right. Imagine if you could do that. So you get yourself into a crack and yeah. <laughs> blow yeah. yourself up. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that is a cartoon kind of uh, the chuck walla. Well, that's pretty strong start. I okay. do have one animal one. Okay, do you give me your animal. One? My animal one is for how long can an adult desert tortoise survive without water? Well, a human can only go about I think two days without right. water. So a desert tortoise. Yes, an adult one. Okay, let's let's go for let's go for twelve days. Keep going. Twenty days. No. Keep going. Thirty days. No. Forty days. Keep going. Fifty days. Not even close. Really? Yeah. Okay, eighty days. Longer. A hundred days. Much more. Okay, we're now to a third of a year without yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Oh, okay. One hundred and fifty days. I'm gonna double it. Three hundred days. Add more. 360 days. Yes. That's a year. Yes. Can, uh, over a year. Over a year? Yeah. 400 days. Well, it just says over a year. So, <laughs> so let's go for a year even. An Three. adult desert tortoise can survive a year without water. And honestly, yeah. there's no losers with this. Yeah. Because this is the miracle of creation. How yeah. God has made animals. So I'm going to do my second animal. Please this do. Is my, this is, I know we all know the camel. Yeah. But when you really think about a camel. So the, we know about the hump, yeah. which can store fat and water. I didn't know that. So it's not just water. Yeah. It's also, if you just not had any food, it can have that in the hump too. Mm-hmm. Then thick hairs in its eyes and its ears to keep out sand. Right. And we haven't even gotten to the closable nostrils. Oh, yeah. Closable nostrils are brilliant. And the specially wide feet so it can walk in the sand and not sink. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, I'm ready for a second fun fact, Jack. Well, it's a... Okay, I've got two. Okay. So, here's my cheeky fun fact. What's the world's largest desert? The Sahara. Wrong. It's a... <laughs> It's, I'm afraid it's Antarctica. <laughs> what? Yes, Dan? I know, I know. Um, an area doesn't have to be hot to qualify. It just needs to lose more moisture than it gains. Um, I know, that's boring. Jam, thing, was, you've blown my mind. Well, I'm very pleased to have done so. Also, my other fun fact. How recently has it rained in the Atacama Desert in Chile? Okay, let's say... Five years ago. Oh, no, not even, again, not even close. Basically, it's not rained there since records began 400 years ago. No. There we go. Look at that. Your mind's blown. I'm Blowing your mind is actually a lot of fun. I hadn't this, realised. This is... I, I don't want there to be a loser in this. No, there isn't. I think everyone's a winner this Everyone's one. a winner this with these a, this, is, this is a fight where we grab each other's hand and yes. raise it aloft like yes! that. Yes! Champions yes. together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Love that. Cross the finish line together. Thank you. Yes, very good. Now, the reason we're looking at that is today we're looking at the story of when Jesus went into the desert. And it's clearly not an accident that Jesus went into the desert for hardship, temptation and potentially death. He was the human who was going into the hardest place 
for the hardest time. Yeah. To fight against the devil. So we're finding out, really, how powerful, how strong is Jesus in the fight. That was the desert where he went to find that out, okay. where we find out. Yeah. Then the Spirit led Jesus into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Jesus ate nothing for 40 days and nights. After this, he was very hungry. The devil came to Jesus to tempt him. The devil said, If you are the Son of God, tell these rocks to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written in the scriptures, A person does not live only by eating bread, but a person lives by everything the Lord says. Then the devil led Jesus to the holy city of Jerusalem. He put Jesus on a very high place of the temple, and the devil said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. It is written in the scriptures, He has put his angels in charge of you. They will catch you with their hands and you will not hit your foot on a rock. Jesus answered him. It also says in the scriptures, Do not test the Lord your God. Then the devil led Jesus to the top of a very high mountain. He showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world and all the great things that are in those kingdoms. And the devil said, If you will bow down and worship me, I will give you all of these things. Jesus said to the devil, Go away from me, Satan. It is written in the scriptures, You must worship the Lord your God. Serve only him. So the devil left Jesus, and then some angels came to Jesus and helped him. I remember when I went camping in the Lake District. Maybe you're in the Lake District listening to this now. And I was with some friends, and honestly, the middle of the night the wind was blowing a hoolie and the the top the very highest point in the tent was touching my sleeping bag and we were there fighting this for about i think an hour before we just gave up we put our tents down it was dark it was about three or four o'clock in the morning and we just started walking did you start to think this isn't fun anymore i, I was totally thinking that yeah and if i'm totally honest i could sleep through anything and i was able to sleep but the friends with me, were, okay. they couldn't sleep. Even you could sleep through I, that? I really could wow. sleep through it. Okay. They said, we're not staying. Now, in the middle of the night, against the wind, we lost. We had to up and go. This is the story we're looking at today of where Jesus fought the desert and he fought against the devil, who is all that evil is. The Bible calls him the father of lies. All he does is tell lies and tempt Jesus with evil. He's trying to make Jesus do the wrong thing. That's all he can do. He brings nothing good. So when Jesus was hungry, Jam, you love this story for that, don't you? I do. I love the way it says, what, what does it say? It says he was... Jesus ate nothing for 40 days and nights. After this, this he was very hungry. <laughs> and you think, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's probably a bit of an understatement, but... But good. If you've been for an afternoon on holiday and not had a sandwich, you know what it's like to be hungry. Yeah. But for 40 days, oh. he was hungry. Yeah. So you can imagine that when the devil came to him and said, turn these stones into bread. This was really testing whether Jesus could get what he needed. And he could have done. But he answers with the Bible. I would love you wherever you are now. One of you, I would love you just to make your hand into a fist. 
And I would like the other person to find an object. I've got a magazine mm -hmm. for jam to hold. Mm -hmm. So my fist is the temptation that the devil threw at Jesus. Right. Each time, Jesus uses the same weapon to defend himself. That's the Bible. So the fist comes towards the other person and hits it back with the object you're holding. Okay, fist comes in, hits it back with the object. Once again, jam ready. And again, that's it. That is what happens in this story over and over again. The devil said, make this stone into bread. Jesus answered, no, because the Bible says you don't need bread alone, but you need to live off everything God says. The second one, the devil said, if you are the son of God, jump off this high place. Do you see? If you are the son of God, prove to me who you say you are. If, if, if. He likes that if, doesn't he? If. Because if you really are, how much Jesus would have wanted to say, yes, I'm going to prove to you who I am, how powerful I am, how strong I am, how good I am. And the devil, notice, even quotes the Bible. He has put his angels in charge of you. They'll catch you with their hands. The devil knows the Bible is true. He knows how powerful it is. He just doesn't believe it. He doesn't live by it. Jesus answered from the Bible again, do not test the Lord your God. And then the third time, the devil takes Jesus up to the top of the temple and says, all of this can be yours. Do you see he's offering him stuff? He's offering him wealth. He's offering him power. He's offering him gadgets. He's offering him all the things you want to fill your bedroom with how tempting it was. But Jesus again uses the Bible to fight back. He uses truth. He uses the word of God. He says, fight back, Hang fight on. back. Ready? Fist coming in. Here. Do this in your group. Fist comes in. Bang. Yeah. Fist comes in. Bang. Every time he says, you must worship God only serve only him. Each time Jesus uses the Bible to fight back. Jesus beat evil in the desert, the hot, the heat, no water, no food, but most of all, not the devil could beat Jesus. Of course, on the cross, Jesus finally beat evil for good. Evil has been defeated, and although there's still evil in the world, its days are numbered. And even on the cross, he's quoting the Bible. He does. He does exactly that. And they, they mishear him. He says, oh, you know, oh, it sounds like he's calling Elijah or something like that. No, he's quoting, oh, forget it. You know, it's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. And it shows us the power of the Bible. But mm. even more than that, it shows us who Jesus is. Jesus knew exactly what to say in every situation because he is better. He is stronger. He is the powerful one, the good one, the winning one. And he is our one. When we stand with Jesus... We know we're standing with the winner. My dad is even bigger than me. I remember what it was like when he would hold my hand. I remember what it was like when I stood with him in a crowd. I always felt safe with dad because he was so big. That is what it's like when we stand with Jesus. He is the big one, the powerful one, the strong one. We are safe with him. So no matter what we are fighting against, whether it is evil whether it is people, whether it is lies, whether it is a situation, a thing. We know Jesus has us. We know he is standing with us. We know he has a plan. We know it's a good plan. We know he is for us. We are safe because Jesus is the winner. I'm going to say a prayer now.
Why don't you close your eyes and pray with me? Dear Father, thank you that Jesus is better. Thank you that Jesus is not frightened by evil. He's not frightened by the devil. Thank you, Father, that he uses your word, the Bible, because it is always true and it is always powerful. I pray, Father, we would know that we have the living truth that you give us. Thank you, we have Jesus. Amen. We're going to think about the story in a slightly different way with a sketch uh, which will just help us remember that the Bible is amazingly powerful to help us to fight the temptations that are thrown at us by the devil. So let's have a listen to that. So, you're a young Christian. Yes. And you want to fight the temptation of the devil. Yes. Endure hardship. Um... And learn how to make a Victoria sponge. No, not really. Okay, ignore the last one. Uh, Let's go back to the other ones. You want to fight temptation, right? Absolutely. Then I've got all the gadgets developed by technical geniuses just for you. See this giant bar of chocolate? Yeah. Looks like ordinary chocolate. Oh, yeah, but the bar's massive. And you may be tempted to eat the whole thing. It's the size of a door. I'm not sure I would be tempted, just because... Well, don't worry. This chocolate has been made with rancid milk and laced with chilli powder, so you won't be tempted to eat it. (laughs) Right. That's not tempting. Uh, Don't go. There's more. Uh, Picture the scene. You've been told to tidy your room by your mother. You want to honour your parents, but you can't be bothered to do all that tidying. What do you do? Uh... You get out this. It's a mirror. Mm-hmm. You've seen one before. Very good. What's special about this mirror? This is a mirror in which you can take a long, hard look at yourself. So it's just a mirror then? I'm trying to help you. Well, I don't think I need the mirror or the chocolate. But you do need this for when you're angry and tempted to be mean to your sister. That's just a picture of some puppies. Yes, but look, puppies, lovely puppies. Don't you already feel gentler? Look, I don't need any of those things. I've got this. A book. Clever. Let me guess. You've hollowed out the pages and it contains a pepper spray and a stopwatch to help you count to ten for when you're angry. No, it's just got pages. That you can burn to create a diversion. No, you read them. It's God's word. So when I'm tested or tempted, I can remember that I'm loved by God, that Jesus is Lord. And that God's spirit is with me. Hmm. I should get a copy of this book. Yeah, you should. Chocolate? No, thanks. So, very excitingly, we've had some correspondence from listeners. And um, they've even sent us a song and then a cover of the song. (laughs) Can you believe that? No, genuinely I can't. Yes. Because you could give me the next year and I wouldn't come up with a song. Yeah, well, there, there we go. Um, so uh, so a daddy in, um, in America called Nate has uh, sent me uh, what uh, his son has made. Uh, so uh, this is how it goes. Uh, uh, James, I think, is the man, is the young man who's written this song and he made it up. Here we go. Listen to this. God is the Father, God is the Son, God is the Holy Spirit, three in one. Hey! 
It's the hay at the end, I think, that really does sell it, doesn't it? Well, and the fact that sun rhymes with one. I know. He's actually, I mean, maybe the whole world except me has noticed that. Yes. And there you go back. So if you go back, that's what we're showing when uh, when I had to sort of stand up and you <laughs> put something on my head and we showed how God the three persons is. And by the work of at the, the Spirit, Jordan that impacted this boy's heart. Absolutely. And then his sister loved it so much that she made a cover of it. On the piano, on the piano. Let's listen. This to is it. A Let's have a song listen. That my brother wrote, and I'm doing a um, record of it on the piano. So here we go. God is the Father. I'm, honestly, I'm in awe. I don't know how it's possible to have that much talent in one so young. I could not do that. But it gets even better because they have a story about being in the desert on holiday, which they sent me, uh, which is exciting. So they've been driving from the Grand Canyon in Arizona through Nevada to get to California. And they hadn't booked a camping place, so they were nervous they wouldn't get a site for our tent. We drove to a place called Furnace Creek in Death Valley. <laughs> the clues in the name. When we arrived, it was completely empty, the campsite. Not a single other person wanted to camp there. Getting out, we realised why. It was 47 degrees Celsius, wow. 117 degrees Fahrenheit, at 7 o'clock in the evening. No. We got back in the car and drove to a hotel. <laughs> we didn't manage one night in the desert, let alone 40. <laughs> However, the question is... How come there's a campsite in Death Valley? How do they make how do they make a business out of a camp I mean it is campsite in Death Valley. I mean how, that's how when What? They were, when they were discussing what should we do for a business idea? Campsite. <laughs> no. Frying eggs. That's a good thing to yes, do. Yes, that's desert. right. On the ground. Yes. Campsite. No. no. Anyway, thank you very much. And if you have any comments or stories that you'd like to tell us about your holidays, hor- holidays gone right or holidays gone horribly wrong, that are ideally um, ones that, you, that won't scar you for life, then do send us an email to podcast at faithinkids.org. So I think we're pretty much done. Our final segment happens essentially after this show finishes, which is called Now You Talk. And that's the bit where you talk, because we've already talked plenty. Thank you very much. So, Ed, why don't you give us some things to talk about once the, uh, once the show is over? Three questions, just like last time. Here's one to start, or perhaps for those who are under seven. Each time Jesus was tempted, how did he answer each time? What was the same about each time Jesus answered? Did you hear that? Second question, to get into it a bit deeper, maybe if you're over eight. The question here is, what is Jesus like? If this was the only story we had in the Bible that showed us what Jesus was like, what would we know about Jesus from this story? And then thirdly, a harder one, perhaps if you're over 11. Evil is still in the world. People are still doing horrible things, and maybe we've seen some of that. And if we're honest, maybe we've seen a little of that inside ourselves. What are we going to say that is true when we see it? What are we going to say that is true when we see evil, that might encourage us, reassure us, support us, comfort us? And don't just say something that sounds right. Say something that you believe. Say something that's going to help. 
have a great conversation. Do you remember my questions? The first question was, what was the same about each of Jesus' answers? Secondly, what do we learn of Jesus? What is he like? And thirdly, what will we say when we meet evil? Brilliant. Go and have a chat about those. Now you talk. We're done. If you want to know more about Faith in Kids, look in the show notes. Send us an email. Ask your questions. Tell us what you're thinking. Tell us what you're enjoying. Hmm. Podcast at faithinkids.org. Have a great holiday. Speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. A chuckwalla sounds like an Australian. I don't, I don't know how you, you got that. yourself a chuckwalla there. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. The wonderful world of Australian places. Absolutely.